0: Despite your pseudo-bohemian appearance and vaguely leftist doctrine of beliefs, you know nothing about art or sex that you couldn't read in any trendy New York underground fashion magazine. Prototypical non-conformist, you are a vicious soldier of the thrift store Gestapo. You adhere to a set of standards and tastes that appear to be determined by an unseen panel of hipster judges, giving thumbs-ups and downs to incoming and outcoming trends and styles of music and art. Go analog, baby. You're so postmodern. You're diving face forward into an antiquated path. It's disgusting. It's offensive. Don't you stick your nose up at me. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse.
1: Well, I want to talk about going to Texas and how holy shit, the Six Flags in Texas is so much more epic than the one in goddamn Maryland. Maryland's a piece of shit. I can't even go to the... I can't even look at the Six Flags anymore. It's a fucking disgrace, dude. You go to the one here, and it's like maybe two rides. Like, oh, here's one ride, and here's a water ride, but it's closed because it's later in the year. Uh, And then, oh, here's a ride over here. Uh, Bro, you go to that Six Flags in, uh, um, I think it's San Antonio? Bro... You can't turn your neck in any direction without seeing at least two rides. Shit is fucking bonkers. Like, you think you've been on a drop zone. This motherfucker's drop zone. I call it the devil's jump rope. <laughs> it like it starts off like just starts off just sort of going like teetering at the bottom, moving up slightly, and then and it just pops up <laughs> to the top. And then instead of taking you back down, it sort of goes up a little bit more. <laughs> and then you hear like this. Noise, and you're just like, What the hell? And then it drops you again, and then pulls you back up, and then sort of like bounces you a little. It's just like, Oh my fucking god, I was expecting to go up and come down. I don't know what all this other shit is. (laughs) There's this one ride where it's like, Okay, I don't know how to describe this. You go around in a huge circle, right? And everyone's facing the outside of the circle, okay? But it's like a pendulum, so it swings to the right. And it swings to the left and goes up to, like, a 90-degree angle, right? Yeah, but yeah. all the while, while it's swinging, it's turning you around. And so, like, there are some times where it just feels like you're going up and then going to the left. But then there's that one time where it's taking you back down and you happen to be on that angle as it's turning. And it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the curvature of the earth. <laughs> and, then, and then here's the funny thing, right? So we go there. Uh, right after Thanksgiving and we decide like hey let's set it up after Thanksgiving bro if you spend Thanksgiving with your family and then decide to go to Six Flags that weekend you're basically getting two holidays in one because of course they immediately start hitting you with the Christmas time is here Mm. let's put on the Christmas lights buy gifts you know (laughs) Like, like Bro, they do not waste no time in Texas, okay? Everything is bigger and they are not playing. They do it big down in Texas, bro. You think it's a stereotype? Motherfuckers really do walk around in ten gallon hats. Like that's not like a stereotype. It's oh, not shit, a joke. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I like I remember I got at the airport, and I was just like, wait, is that guy just trying to like fit in? And then I look <laughs> around, I was like, holy shit, that's just the way it is down here. You know? Motherfuckers be telling you, Oh yeah, you need to come with us to the rodeo next week. I was like, wait there's actually rodeos that's still an actual thing <laughs> dude motherfuckers just got horses and shit like <laughs> i don't mean to sound ignorant but like in texas in the hood like in the ghetto motherfuckers just be riding black beauty down the street and shit wow <laughs> it just threw me off and like i, I don't know like I, I just didn't expect it like because like i don't know about y'all but like the, the black people I'm accustomed to, <laughs> when it comes to like living in the hood, people either walking down the street, they on a bike, or you got a or you got a car, you got a hoopty. These mm. motherfuckers got horses. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like you you're in this like you know picture of like a, a fucking you know old juvenile music video, right? Like <laughs> like it looks like the hood. But somebody would just be going down the street on a Clydesdale. Why hasn't there been a music video from a rapper from Texas with this shit? I know! <laughs> it was like everything just looks like a normal, like, hood music video. But it's just like, wait, did that motherfucker just have a horse? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you don't even address it because it's just normal.
1: Yeah. And um, what else was it? So uh, we go down there. It's Christmas time in-, in November. You know what I'm saying they they ain't shy about it either, like this is good old fashioned christian christmas like mm. and don't they don't want to hear no two ways about it, <laughs> yeah. so you know like like they literally have like a, a nativity play that they show you uh at the end of the night, you know of course during the day it's like the the commercialized version of christmas but this is like no we're going to tell you the nativity scene and they break it the fuck down they got musical numbers they bring out animals and camels and sheep and shit they go all they go all through the main aisle so like all the kids can be like oh there's a sheep like yo they are not playing down in texas and dude it was looking all pretty they had this what well, i mean you know don't snow in texas so yeah. they had this little uh, thing where it's like you know how some uh, theme parks have that little overpass uh, with the little, you know, the tunnel you walk through and, and you know, in the summer it'll shoot out, like, a, a, a spray to, like, you know, cool you off. Oh, well, yeah. Had it shoot out, like, little bubbles that kind of look like snow. And they're playing, the, you know. Yeah, they're playing, like, the Christmas time is here. They had the colors. I was just like, oh, my God. I'm feeling the spirit. I am feeling the spirit You're right now. You fucking teared up. i'm with my niece and shit she's nine she's getting the she's getting the snow things in her hair you know we're taking pictures oh my god it's a good time it is a good time i don't care if i do sound like a shill for six flags (laughs) yo if you want to experience a, a big slice of americana you fuck with six flags in in san antonio rides everywhere every motherfucking where like and i was on every last one that i could fit in uh, I, I gotta lose a little weight for the for the for the Superman rap, but oh. <laughs> the thing is, thing is, I'm not even that big. I'm just slightly too big for it. Like the thing, like it almost clicks in. <laughs> just right in the thing, like come on, no, I can't do nothing about my thighs, man. oh man, <laughs> this fucking sucks. I can suck my gut in, like I can think that thin on that. I don't know how to make my fucking th- thighs smaller,
0: bro. With me, it took me a really long time to get to the height requirement.
1: <laughs> well, you had the opposite problem with me. <laughs> yeah,
0: f- for the fucking longest time, it was like, okay, maybe next year, maybe next year I'll oh, be fucking tall enough for it. But... You know what
1: sucks about that? There's literally nothing you can do about that. <laughs> no, no, it's not
0: like, ah, you know, maybe I could change my diet to grow a few inches taller. Like, <laughs> shit doesn't <that> exist. <laughs> Mason Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh. Going at it. Two rappers I never personally cared about. Uh, me neither. So it was kind of like, oh, okay. So
1: (laughs) where's this coming from?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess this is a thing that's just kind of happening now.
1: Okay. What happened was Cameron came out with a new uh, album and in it, he dissed Mace. And apparently Cameron had been taking shots at him for the longest time. And so Mace was finally like, fuck it. I'm going to come back at you.
0: Wow, okay, that explains why fucking Mace's goes for the goddamn throat.
1: What happened was, there's a song called It's Killer, and he said, like, uh, I told him straight up I ain't feeling him. Let me curb this nigga before I end up killing him. And those are pretty strong words. Yeah. You know, basically, like, the It's Killer song was just like a, you know, just sort of like, once again, you know, poking the the sleeping giant. You know what I mean? Then fucking Mace comes back. Yo, I wasn't expecting this shit at all. No. I mean, Mace, he was actually not that bad. He was just like the first wave of the always sounding board rappers. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And we'll get back to board sounding rappers with our review today. Uh, (laughs) This motherfucker goes, Adam, what did he say? He said, uh, K9 on your ass, nigga, no distraction. Pussy nigga wearing pink. I guess he thinks he's matching. I was like, oh, shit. And he says, um, uh, in two thousand two you lost fifty pounds with ulcers in your liver, and now you try to sell liquors? Nigga <laughs> And then he was always playing the sucker part. Where was all that Rico shit when you left Jim and Rucka Park? I was like, oh, shit. Like, the type of shit where, like, you have to know the history to really know what that's about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he said, uh, um, I'm the name on the ribbon on the bird. I'm done rapping with you. You'll always be my bitch. You got my name tatted on you. I was like, oh, shit. Because referring to Harlem World. And that was basically the name of his first album. Oh, oh. Yeah.
0: Dude, you're fucking glazing over the fucking... I ain't even gonna talk about the time you fucked your sister.
1: I I, I was thinking like, alright, that's pretty devastating. Why haven't I heard about this? (laughs) This isn't right at all, because Cameron doesn't have a sister. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, that I had to take points away from that. (laughs) I was like, damn, like, ha gotta look shit up i had to look it up (laughs) what the fuck could he mean then yeah i I don't know i i don't know (laughs) and what i hated is that when you look up the annotation Mm -hmm. this is another one of those things where the fucking rapper gives you absolutely nothing (laughs) no may says i don't really have much to say it's funny because everybody around know all this stuff it's just nobody said nothing with Harlem, Harlem is always neutral. It's all really the same people. They say Harlem stick together, but a lot of times, it's just that Harlem is neutral.
0: Ah, well, all of my questions answered. Thank you, Mace.
1: <laughs> and somebody said, okay, you, you gotta clear that up. You just accuse this man of incest. <laughs> yeah, fucking, he just glosses over that shit, too. <laughs> yeah, he's just said, like, oh, man, you know, it's just stuff people hear about. It's like, okay, but if Cam literally doesn't have a sister... Then are you just lying? (laughs) Mace came at him with them flames. Now, Cameron responded like it wasn't anywhere near the amount of hits that Mace got in. Just like lyrically, it was tight and just musically, it was tight. Like it set the stage all the like most of the hits connected and i thought that maybe it was like a shitty version that i found but no the official version really sounds that bad hmm. and now for me that's not a slight because i i you know look at the like the lyrics and things like that but that automatically is turning you off to most people because as soon as most <laughs> yeah. people hear it they hear that it's not master they think oh he rushed this Like, oh, he he, yeah, he definitely didn't take the time to do this. Uh, This guy already has a leg up. You know, Mace already has a leg up on on what he said because his already sounds better, you know? And then he said, uh, but he did correct him. He said, uh, you opened up the door. I'm petty, ready for war. I ain't got a sister. Only sister I fucked was yours. Which sounds hard, but then, like, Mace's actual sister was like, no, he didn't. (laughs) So it was like... All right, well, this is just a dead issue then. <laughs> <laughs> We're at a stalemate here. He says, you know my deals, liquor, movie, and flashy kicks. How you talking deals? Your last deal was 96. <laughs> <like>, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> I think the main one that stood out to me was when he accused Mace of like
1: fucking Diddy or something. So, Like you let Diddy fuck you or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's like I came in and I saw the dildo on the sink or yeah, some shit. Yeah, I was like,
1: shit. that needs to be...
0: <laughs>
1: what, what the fuck is up with that?
0: Like, I get it in the fucking rap community that's seen as like a big fuck thing, but I'm sorry, for most people, just fucking accusing someone of being gay or fucking someone isn't really that big of an issue.
1: But I just love the the randomness of it. I'm just like, yo, I came to use the bathroom, and there was a dildo on the sink. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, that
0: is just... a valid question. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What did <laughs> I walk into?
1: Exactly. <laughs> he has a right to know. I think <laughs> at that point. Of course, you can frame that in the accusatory, huh? You're living with this guy, and there's a dildo in there. I mean, come on. What is this like? I mean they probably do have chicks over sometimes. I mean, it is Diddy in the 90s, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then he says, remember when you dissed rap, you said it was the devil's work. And, and that kind of works too, because wasn't there a time where he was like, oh, I'm not going to rap anymore because yeah, yeah exactly. So it's just like, all right, so what's the deal with this? So he kind of calls him off on a couple of things, but I feel like Mace has way more punches you know, has yeah. way more things that you can look at and be like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. That's the, the reality of this. You know what I'm saying? Mace took the took the W for this one. Yeah. Cameron should just let sleeping dogs lie, bro. And hopefully,
0: hopefully, we won't fucking see a round two to this one. Because every goddamn time we fucking cover these rat beefs, it always goes that one step too far where someone fucking embarrasses himself. Mm-hmm. And if fucking Cameron tries to come back after that, it's going to look desperate. And you know that one's going to be rushed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's going to sound even worse. When Joe Budden, it just sounds like it's recorded in like a Tupperware container. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fucking Joe Budden did that shit. He, He did like the first diss and it was like, oh shit, six minutes of action. Yes, get him. Then Drake didn't respond. Yeah, and then he did another one and he was just like, what are you doing? You're supposed to only hit him if he comes back at you. But when you just hit him and then you do it again, that just looks like you're desperate. He decided you weren't worth his time. Yeah, and now you look like the loser.
0: Yeah, like you're fucking still throwing rocks at his fucking bedroom window trying to get his attention. He's fucking playing asleep. He doesn't give a (laughs) fuck about your ass. And didn't, um, Remy Mott dissed Nikki? Mm hmm. Then Nikki responded, and then Remy came back again.
1: And it was like, all right. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, dude, don't do that. You have to let it stand on its own because that looks a lot stronger.
0: Yeah, because you know, Nikki isn't kind of come back with
1: another one. The thing is, if you do the diss and you get the bigger name to respond, that's a big deal. But yeah. if you respond back, that immediately looks like I really want you to do it to respond again. If you send out your dish and then you don't respond because you know what it looks like. If you send out your diss and you don't respond. That looks like you feel that you've won. But if you have to put on another diss, that makes it feel like you think you didn't win enough the first time.
0: Yeah, you just gotta put yours out there, wait, see if, the, see if the bigger name bites. If they do, you just gotta fucking wait and see what the fucking public decides. You don't fucking- this isn't a back and forth thing. Very rarely do you ever hear about that, and if you do- The second one back and forth you never fucking hear about.
1: Sheether came out and everyone was, you know, it was all eyes on Nikki. What are you going to do, Nikki? Because that went pretty hard. And then she came back with a response that was, "Mm, you know, whatever. But it was kind of a hit. So I was like, all right, well, and you kind of cheated because you got Nikki, because you got uh, Drake and Lil Wayne. So people were kind of like, ah, that's kind of whack. You know what I mean? You should have handled that by yourself. But it should have just been out there and been like, that's your wag joint right there. It should have just been like, see? See how she couldn't just come at me? See how she couldn't do it by herself? See how she needed help? See how she only had like 12 bars? And most of them weren't even really addressing me? You know, like, it should have just been like that instead of, I'm gonna hit you with another song. Because it's like, no one was asking for your response. Because the song failed on its own. The song did not really hit you back. So it didn't work. You won. But now that you put on another this song, now it's like, Okay, now it seems like you're you need the attention, you know?
0: And after you fucking give it time and you see what happens, Nikki's brother was convicted. Yep.
1: So I mean <laughs> she fucking had a point there. See <laughs> Now now this whole thing with Matt Lauer, uh recently, he he's fired from his job, I believe, for his sexual misconduct. Personally, I mean, you know, <sighs> At first, I would be like, yay, you know, uh, sexual harasser getting out of of a position of power, awesome. But the more I think about it, the more I think about it, there was someone that said, like, I feel like these firings are being done more to to satiate people and to get us off of the company's case than to actually solve anything. Well, see,
0: the thing with Matt Lauer is I saw another tweet about it. Uh, Someone who's actually in the... uh the journalism uh, industry, uh, it's been known for a long time. There is a long list of folks who have been, quote, terrified of Matt Lauer that they didn't want to come forward. Okay. The statement that came out from NBC was that they've only heard one complaint, but they're led to believe that this was not an insulated incident. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if more folks do come forward now. But the thing is... With Matt Lauer, like, we had this conversation with uh, Kill Bill a few weeks back about, like, the friendly faces you would never expect. I would never expect fucking Mr. Where in the World is Matt Lauer to be a fucking, uh, to be a perv backstage sexually uh, assaulting people, sexually harassing people. And that's exactly what these people um, play off of. Why, they would never expect me. They're never gonna believe anyone that accuses me. So naturally, he's been in the business for twenty, thirty years. You have no idea how long he's been taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So now that the one person has come forward and broken that facade, it's oh, yeah, no. just gonna be
1: floodgates opened. There's always you you see one roach. There there's uh you know what does it they say. If you see one roach, there's probably a family of them somewhere behind a wall. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. There's never just one.
1: Yeah, yeah. My point is actually tangential to that. I feel like through firing these people immediately, while it may feel good, I feel like ultimately it's not actually solving the problem of systemic workplace uh, uh, harassment, right? All, we're do- all they're doing is saying, look, look, we got the guy that you said was bad, so, so don't, don't dare to investigate anything else. You know what I mean? NBC is perfect now that we got rid of the one guy who sexually harasses people. Yeah. There's no I don't more think no need to look over that. here. No, no, no. But that's what it basically does. Because once you see you hear people say, "Yo, this guy's bad," and then we immediately kick him out. And this is like, well, no need to investigate anything else because we got rid of the bad guy. See, see, there's no other systemic things that allowed this person to do this in the first place. There's been serial cases of this happening. Yes, this guy does need to get fired. But I feel like that's not the end. I feel like people need to press forward and be like, you're fired because you've been doing this for years. And on top of that, we need to have some restructuring of the rules that don't allow for this to happen again. You know what I'm saying, and I feel like we're not getting to to that conversation because we're so satisfied with the we got revenge on the on the guy that we felt like did it.
0: Like I I don't know for sure that there isn't
1: more I, I, uh, going on what behind I mean the is scenes. Like, there very well might be. No, very well might be. But I, I just hope that that is what's happening, and not just hey, we got rid of the guy, leave us alone. You know, well, I, see, I would like to see we got rid of him, and here's our policy regarding sexual harassment going further. You know what I'm saying? Well, your boy, Trump today Look, said that
0: there should be a fucking, like, investigation into the company. Like, is that what you think is needed instead of just an immediate firing? Because I personally don't see a downside to immediately getting rid of the person because you have to. Like, no,
1: no, I'm not that saying is the that first you don't. step. I'm saying that you should. But I'm saying that... Yeah, that's the first step. That's not the end goal. And I think most people are like, "He was fired. Few. Let's move on with their lives." It's like, no, 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 no. That's not the end because there's a reason why he felt like he could get away with that.
0: The men think that. I don't think any of the women think that. I I, I don't think any women are satisfied with just seeing one person get fired because they know that's not the only one. Men Uh might think that. You know, oh well. Now, now I'm sure the place is the place is fine. I'm not exactly seeing where that that line. Is, is coming from exactly what do you mean like where where why you think that because one person is fired that people would think that that uh, quote unquote this house is clean
1: well like yeah. I, I don't think
0: anyone thinks of it that way well it's like i like, mean do you n- hear like anyone Fox actually Fox
1: but do you hear anyone actually follow up on it
0: it was this morning But I mean,
1: concerning other sexual harassment cases in the past Do you hear, all right, with Harvey Weinstein, did you hear them go like, all right, you know what, uh, this company is going to step in and do a thorough investigation of his company to see if any other people, you didn't hear about that, it was, Harvey Weinstein's gone, all right, everyone's happy, okay. I
0: think you're half right, Hmm. because I don't think the populace thinks we fixed the problem. I think that's the thinking of the company overall of- We got rid of the one guy. Now we don't have to do an investigation. But I don't think anyone is sitting at home not wanting an investigation into these things because people know for a fact that there isn't just one. The company is is hoping that by getting rid of the one that people don't look into it any further. But I, I will say, like, I didn't read exactly what Trump wants done at NBC, it's probably something extremist and probably something I don't want done. But on the surface of him saying, let's look into this deeper, yeah, I mean, you should. But naturally, he's using it as a fucking scapegoat because he himself is a sexual predator, admittedly, on tape. And there's plenty of people he's not wanting an investigation into, like a la Fox News, Uh. where there's been countless people uh, ratted out for being uh, sexual uh, harassers backstage like Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. There's
1: plenty of people who still work there who I'm sure are and, that you just don't hear about. And, and that brings me to my next point is that, like, awesome. Get Matt Lauer out, boom. As soon as we hear about this stuff happening because you know it's real and we're taking it seriously. Okay, what about your boy uh, Roy Moore? What about your boy Trump? What You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes yeah. to, like, Democrats are left-leaning people. Oh, we're quick to clean fucking house. But we do not hold Republicans or anyone like that to the same standard.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for example, Matt Lauer, one person complains he's fucking gone. That day. Yeah. How long was fucking Bill O'Reilly there and fucking paying hush money off? Like, he was given multiple chances by that company. And then finally mm-hmm. they were like, all right. The only reason they fucking got rid of him was because it cost them too much advertisers. Yep. It wasn't anything about, oh, it's all these people mounting up. It was like, holy shit, you're costing us a lot of money. This week on the Going Off Podcast, we're talking about Sire by Jaden Smith.
1: If we just sound like we're really bored, that means we're really cool. On a scale from bad to boring, what would you give me? All right, you, you want you actually you want to know what the real was? Yeah, those first four songs, bro. They fucking you took really me... liked blue that much, dude. That shit took me for a ride because I just wasn't expecting it. Like that shit was just going. When it gets to you, okay. So here's the way the first four songs of this album function. They're both, I mean, all four of them are just uh letters in the word blue so track one right. is b track mm-hmm. two is l and so on and then like the crazy thing about it is like songs don't feel like they end where they do so it's just like this sort of free-flowing just thing that hits you and when it gets to you that blast of electric organ in the bass i was like jesus this shit is epic i was not expecting this shit First song kind of sounds like a Christmas song, oddly enough. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It's timed very well. (laughs) (laughs) Just in time for the holidays. See, Uh, with me,
0: B was okay. L, I thought was redundant. Like, it didn't mm -hmm. really need it because it was kind of B again. Mm -hmm. U was all right. I don't even remember what E was like. But if dude doesn't mind putting a song on his album that's almost 10 minutes long why would you split this thing into four tracks when it's basically (laughs) one uninterrupted thing?
1: I think it's kind of cool, though. It it throws you off on first listen, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I did not know what to expect at all going in. I expected this to either be a self-indulgent train wreck Mm -hmm. or really fucking surprisingly entertaining and kind of impressed me. And in the end, it was kind of both.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: It was very pretentious, Mm -hmm. and very full of itself.
1: It was kind of a train wreck. It kind of reminded me of Because the Internet, in a way. It's like a fusion of Because Uh, the Internet and, uh, what's the name of that one album? Uh, the Kawaii thing. And the reason why I say that is because this album felt like it was supposed to have a story.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing. This is a pseudo concept album in the sense that there's an underlining story that pops up every so often kind of like going back to one of the earlier albums we reviewed the uh, Hail Mary Malin uh, Bestiary album it wasn't a concept album but after every other track there was a story about uh, Hail Mary Malin trying to raise money to save a bowling alley it's not a concept album about a bowling alley it just pops up every so often now with Sire Not all the songs are necessarily about this, but there's an underlining story of there's a mass murderer named Sire, and occasionally there's, like, monologues about him and from him that kind of give you glimpses.
1: Yeah, and his girlfriend killed him, or but he can't remember anything, but he was shot uh, on a street... And it's See, just like,
0: that's the thing. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> like, I don't know what I was trying to say.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing with Jaden Smith. For the longest time, people dismissed him because it's just like, oh my god, he's, he's the fucking, he's rich kid of Will Smith. He doesn't really have any real problems in his life. You know, like, he, so he's allowed to just be out there on Twitter and just be weird. He just says weird, random shit. And so, like, when it came time for his album, me personally, it's like, I didn't want to, you know, automatically dump on him, but my expectations were kind of low. So I was just like, yeah, "Eh." and, you know, he's a young kid, like, eh, I don't care. Like, it's probably just going to be a fun little thing, whatever. The aspirations that I felt were going on this album were actually kind of respectable. Like, the musical landscape for this was just kind of like, oh, it blew me away for the first half.
0: The the music and the beat work in a lot of the tracks uh, ended up impressing me a lot more. And I don't know who produced this. I didn't see that. But th- a lot of the tracks, like, musically, I was just like, damn. Like, I couldn't give a shit less what the fuck he's talking about. But the beat that's going on is pretty good. <laughs> like, this could have been put to good use with something else over it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and a lot of times it kind of overshadowed him. Because, um... In a lot of the later tracks, he does that annoying shit that a lot of indie bands do where they put a lot of re- uh, reverb on their delivery, so you can't really hear what he's saying because it sounds like he's in a fucking hallway.
1: And he slightly mumbles his shit?
0: Yeah, like, you couldn't really call this mumble rap, no, it's but not it's like almost mumbling.
1: there. It's just his mouth isn't fully open for some of yeah. the words, and you can kind of hear it like, okay, that's not how a person would say that word. You know what I mean?
0: yeah but there definitely was the kind of the drawl the the, the kind of lazy uh, yeah. delivery although <clears throat> his
1: flow on a lot of the tracks wasn't bad no his flow was actually pretty cool like I said uh, the first couple of songs it kind of goes back and forth between like singing and rapping and things like that Yeah, and I really enjoy it and like you know this shit he's talking about sounds so epic it's like oh I'm about to save the world but I can't cause I miss you and it's just like I don't really know where you're going but I'm enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's one of those. And then, like, here's the thing. Like, for the first couple of tracks, I'm I'm int- being introduced to this world. And the way it's drawing out is sort of like, you know, you feel like you're going to get more and more of the story. But once you get about halfway through, either the story started to wane on me or I'm just like, okay, could you just, like, actually tell me something? Or, like, is it just going to be? Because, you know, it, it, there's definitely a lot of points where it's just like, I'm totally telling you something that's so deep, you guys, but you just don't get it but I miss you, girl. And it's just like, okay, well, which fucking one is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can't do both of this shit. Because now it just sounds like you went through a heartbreak and you're, this is your fucking, you know, this is your, uh uh, uh what, what was that anime he did apparently that was shit? Oh my God, the fucking big Toblerone shit that
0: everyone hates. <laughs> yeah, I forget the name of it too, but yet yeah, everyone says it's absolute dog shit.
1: It was just like, I'm the superhero of my own anime. That's what this sounded like, the soundtrack to uh, after a exactly. while. You know what I'm saying? Like, at yeah. first it was like, I'm rolling with it because it's like, wow, I feel like we're on a new adventure. Halfway through it was just like, okay, do you know what you're supposed to be doing with this? Like, is the idea that you're giving us a story out of order? Because, you know, there's things that he comes back to. And there's two ways that an album that doesn't give you everything can go, right? It's the, I don't understand all of this, but the way it comes at me, I can enjoy. I feel like I almost got there with this album, and then there's the okay. I'm not getting this at all. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like you know, and I feel like there's there's themes and stuff that comes back, like he reuses certain lyrics and things like that, where it's kind of like, oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of catching the story here, and it, it's intriguing at in a lot of points. However, the song "Lost Boy," Ooh. great track, I love it. Yeah, really. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. But then halfway like at the end of the song he's like yeah this is how i want to end my album yeah we always got to have a track like this at the end you know what i'm saying yeah shout out to this person i'm like um there's still like 11 more tracks what are you doing yeah and he's doing all his thank yous and shit (laughs) like what if if it was a joke and like the next like eight songs are just blank we
0: we haven't even made reference to the point that this album is 70 minutes yeah that when you say halfway through you know <laughs> because that's usually how long rap albums are uh-huh. not 70 minutes
1: yeah so like you're listening it's like oh maybe this is the end and they're like wait oh is this like a bonus track oh we're, there's two more tracks now <laughs> Well, what the fuck? <laughs> no, oh my god. And i he also kind of lost points where he's like, shout out to Rock nate oh, oh, that's Hove calling. Like, shut up. Oh, <laughs> ew. Ew. Shut up, you little bitch. Shut up. Fucking name dropping, son of a bitch. What, do you, what did you think of Batman? That track yeah. marked the point
0: where I stopped liking the album. You texted me about the music video. <laughs> and... I had seen the music video, I think the day it was posted on YouTube. You texted me with a link to the video, and you just said, Dude, he looks like such a dumb asshole in that Batman suit. That fucking made me laugh so goddamn hard I started crying. Just because you said dumb
1: asshole. (laughs) <laughs> like, just... he's unaware how dumb he looks. Yeah, it's like, that's the most blunt way that I can put it. It's just like, okay, come on. <laughs> You've got to know this looks stupid. When Eminem dressed up like Robin,
0: you know, he was doing it as a joke. Yeah. He didn't go on the street and interact with people. And do, like, a fake fight scene. Oh, it was kind of cringy. I will say, though, <clears throat> The suit itself is kind of cool.
1: That song and music video encapsulated all the things I didn't like about this album. What I do I like about it is the points where it feels like it's, it's really engaging and mm-hmm. it's interesting. And there are these topics that are like, oh, wow, that's cool that he's bouncing to this and to that. And, and the music is really stretching your you know brain and taking you to different places and shit. But what I don't like, it's the baseless pretension followed by things that seem like they should be jokes but I'm not sure how serious he's taking it. Like, like I said, on an album with the song, with, with uh, the first four tracks, the way they are and how sort of like the way they stretch, you know, they, they, they sort of question what the beginning and end of a song is. It's sort of interesting sort of play with that dynamic. And then you have fucking Batman where he literally just apes the uh, Jumpman flow. And it's just like, yeah. really? All right. What? So it's just like, all right, this whole time you've been dancing on this line of whether whether or not this is this is ridiculousness for a higher purpose, or whether or not this is just stupid and over the top. And I'm inclined to believe that you have something smarter going on. And then halfway through your album, it's Batman, Batman, Batman. Joker hit me with that acid, da, da, da. and I was like, what? And and that's what I hate. Like there are points on this album where it feels like he's going for something greater. But then he'll randomly just do, like, brag rap, basic, basic brag rap shit. And he'll just be like, um, I thought we were aiming for something higher. What the fuck is this? That's why I had such a problem with Icon.
0: If someone does a brag rap song, right, they can do it in a way that I don't mind, you know? But you need to buy it.
1: The problem with Jaden Smith is that, in a way, we know Jaden Smith's story. We know he's you know, spoiled little rich kid. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to work. He doesn't really have any real problems. So if you're coming on a track saying, oh, I'm going to save the world. I'm going to do this automatically. You're kind of like, yeah, okay.
0: You know what I'm saying? He kind of hits me as the hip hop Lena Dunham. (laughs) At least on Twitter, on Icon, which I I didn't know that it was going to be this going in. But first of all, it starts with a really annoying sample. Which is a shitty way to kick things off. And then, yeah, the whole song is about how he's a living icon. Yeah,
1: it's like, because of what?
0: That's such a <laughs> douchey thing to say on your first album. I'm a living icon for fucking
1: what? Yeah, exactly. Like, what have you done? Like, Kanye West, as much of a dickhead as he is, if he says that on his fifth album after a couple of albums where he's, hey, been pretty influential... He's an asshole, but I get it, you know? Like, yeah. why are you saying this? What the fuck did you do? You're the rich kid of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't earn any of where you are right now. Like, you can't be like, oh, yeah, we made it up all on our own, because no, the fuck you didn't. So <laughs> where is this coming from? And I'm thinking, like, is it a concept album? Is the idea that he's playing a character? You know right. what I'm saying? That That's going through this shit.
0: Yeah, like, I couldn't figure out whether or not he was being sire the whole time Mm -hmm. or if that was only a thing that was coming up every so often i couldn't tell
1: it's ambitious in a lot of points in a way that i actually enjoy at a lot of points problem being that like i said halfway through the album it just devolves into the brag rap shit and -hmm. the thing is he's not particularly great at that he's good at stringing some words together he's good at giving you a story that you that is like hmm i think i want to get into this yeah where's he going But when he's just bragging like fucking George Jeff, what the fuck was that? Yeah, Yeah, my name is George Jefferson, the male Maleficent. (laughs) You don't know who you're messing with. I ran for president. What? Because our country's in a deficit. My only testament is that we keep it real. So I'd kill myself to resurrect.
0: Oh, yeah. That's something I wanted to ask you how you felt about when all of a sudden he decided to get conscious every so often.
1: Oh, my w- God. Were you able to
0: buy into that?
1: <laughs> when this motherfucker decides to bring up 9-11. Oh, what was the point of that? I was like, first of all, you was like three when that shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But oh what does he say he says um building seven wasn't hit and there's more shit to come the pentagon is on a run i just hope i go to heaven when this shit is done business is business i get it and and the thing is like right after that he says like i wish all these prisons weren't like you know privately owned and that they weren't controlled to make more money And i was like that's a cool thing i want you to say that leave that fucking conspiracy shit out of it because it delegitimizes your actual points
0: even when he was saying shit that made sense, I thought it felt out of place.
1: Well, my thing is, I felt like he should have focused more on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, make that more of a thing and, you know, focus on that more, not just necessarily on this track, because it felt like he was just doing it to tick a box. Like, okay, I, uh, I did the brag rap song, I did my kind of fun dance club song, all right, now I gotta do my song where I talk about some conscious rap shit, all right cover
1: all my bases I got my spoken word. it's like eh. I feel like I feel like this this album should have been a lot more personal. I felt like there was a venue for him to really dig deep into who he is and I felt like he decided to mask that with all the trying to be cool shit right
0: yeah I hated the part where it was like Jaden, your mom's calling. Jaden, your dad's calling and there was the part where he was like mama i'm sorry i'm a failure or whatever but like it's glazed over so fast yeah
1: i know i felt like that should have been a bigger moment you know put me in a trance he never want to hold hands but i guess i just missed the chance missed one text she got a pit and he's just like fuck this not recording anymore and you just hear the fucking headphones come off and he just walks away like on the 90s song like that was yeah. cool i love that <laughs> I liked how
0: non-conventional a lot of the tracks were... Where they would just kind of stop randomly... And there'd be like a little bit of talk... And then it would go back... Like... At one point... In one of the songs he says how he wants to do things differently... And for the most part... He didn't... A lot of it was kind of cookie cutter... But there were some points on the album... Where he did do some things that were experimental... And... uh, Did shake things up a little bit... And like you said... It was very ambitious... Like as a first album... I didn't expect this much from him, and I also mean that in a sense that I wasn't expecting this much, as in 70 minutes. (laughs) I can't express enough how I couldn't stand how long this album was. Stankonia is like almost 80 minutes, and even that album is a little long. In yeah. almost every instance of a song go- of a rap album going over an hour, that's almost immediately deducting a point because if <laughs> you're not bringing, if you're not banging on all cylinders for over an hour, there's no point for it to be that long. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're gonna repeat themes repeat lines, how many times is he going to tell me that someone else's rhymes are like dirty dishes?
1: Yeah, like, what so... What the fuck there, does that mean? There would be some points that would repeat and it would be interesting, but then there would be other things like that where it would just be like, huh? What? <laughs> he
0: reminded me of Little B in the sense that he would just repeat things every so often. Like, I was expecting him to throw at a Figaro. <laughs> Figaro! <laughs> Like, going back to him being kind of uh, pretentious and, and full of himself. Were we supposed to think it was honorable for him to constantly say how he was going to be the next MLK?
1: Oh, yeah, on that on that one song where it's like, okay, he said that once, and then, like, he said it twice, and then there was another song where he said it again, and it was like, all right, are you actually going to do something, or... Yeah! Yeah, like, why are you talking yourself up like this when the only real social commentary you bring up is, like, one or two things, and then fucking conspiracy theory shit. Oh, or that one song where he's like, the Illuminati's real, I'm writing a book. It's like, motherfucker, ain't your dad, like, Scientologist adjacent, like...
0: Yeah, like, you should be fucking writing a book about that shit. Yeah, (laughs) talk about that shit, dude. He didn't really come off likable on this album, but then again, if he was playing the point of a supervillain, maybe that was the point. But he was
1: Batman.
0: I don't think he was
1: Batman. That goddamn song should not have been on this album. <laughs>
0: that fucked up the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it really now did. none of it makes
0: sense. Why are you just... Sire or are you Batman? Is Sire <laughs> real or is he a legend and a myth? Yeah. Like, wait, is
1: why? It? is like literally? Why are you Batman now? <laughs> there is absolutely no explanation, and the music video is so dumb. The music oh, video is so, so fucking dumb. We're just like someone's calling me. I heard that you're Batman. He's like, I'm not going to comment on this. And then he writes Batman on a wall, and then he just leaves. He's like, what? Was that like a memento to remember Batman? Like, what the fuck was that?
0: Remember Batman.
1: <laughs> and then he wakes up, like, r- at the beginning of the video, like he just like wakes up randomly in the middle of like, uh, you know, some greenery, and he's just like, fuck shit oh god damn it <laughs> and then it just flashes back to like you know that whole thing and then it's like all of a sudden he's just driving through the city in his white batman suit and it was just like are you fighting crime or are you just getting high and putting on a batman suit is that the point <laughs> i mean you know it, 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 like,
0: if you are that's fine
1: no judgment but i just i just wish it was more upfront and honest like it yeah. cl- that's the thing this this album claims to be doing things But then just falls back on just him bragging and and trying to put out that misfits, whatever the fuck thing is. I don't know if it's his label or if it's his, uh, his, his brand of whatever fucking clothing or whatever. After a while, it feels like this is just about branding and it's not actually saying anything about being a misfit. You know what I'm saying? It's way too all over the place. These things ring hollow because like you're not a misfit you're a millionaire, and people are probably always trying to kiss your ass. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I feel like someone who really is going through that, I feel like, would have a lot more solid things to say. Uh, this feels like he wants the aesthetic of that cool guy thing, but he doesn't have the focus to really say anything that cogently makes up a, a full album. So, So, the the sort of disconnected moments on a lot of the songs, at first they seem like an interesting motif as like, I'm an incomplete person and I can never fully complete something. And it always jumps to the next thing. But after a while, it goes from feeling like a motif to a flaw. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, do you know what the fuck you're doing at all? Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, And then it falls apart with fucking songs like Batman, because there's absolutely no uh, air of... um, not there's no like pretense at all this is just a brag rap song you know he's just talking about getting drunk and wearing a batman suit you know what i'm saying so uh and then what was that one song he was like 100 grand no misogyny 100 grand diamonds all on me i'm like 100 grand no misogyny like what you know there are albums that can be a beautiful mess in a way sure I feel like this didn't commit enough to the bit to really make it work. But there are some really interesting and fascinating. And if you're like a young kid listening to music, very like engaging moments. A lot of uh, like, I I hear a lot of the influence of Childish Gambino, which is interesting. Yeah. Because he name drops Kendrick the most. I'm like, yeah, you don't have enough focus to be Kendrick, bro. (laughs) No, fuck. No, don't even fucking go there. Yeah. So it's like he he wants this. And I don't. I still don't get that. My name is George Jefferson, the male maleficent. Like <laughs> George Jefferson wasn't a like what? <laughs> like fucking George and Wheezy on the on yeah. the show. Like, he's not really a formidable character. You know what I'm no. saying? <laughs> it's like where the fuck are you going with this? And no, you didn't. You did not run for president. You're literally not old enough to run for president. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like th- this whole thing felt like. Like a vanity project, like a thing he just wanted to do, and that's great, but in that same vein, it's just very self, self-indulgent, self yeah. and it's like, I can't go along for the ride on most of that. It starts out pretty good, especially it's focused when you got four tracks that are all kind of, there's like a theme going on, but... There's just so many negative aspects of the album that, like, I can't rate it favorably as a whole. Like, individual songs, there are some songs on here that are great and worth checking out and listening to. But overall, it's like, I'm thinking, like, somewhere between a three and a three and a half.
1: Yeah, I would say I would actually say, you know what, three and a half. Like after talking about it a lot, three and a half. There are a lot of great moments and great ideas. I just feel like he's he's being pulled in a lot of directions uh musically. And yeah. he's not reflecting that in a way that's cohesive or or fully enjoyable because like you said, halfway through it's like, Okay, what did you want to do here? Are you trying to be the conscious rapper? Are you trying to be the flashy rapper? Because it feels like you're trying to do both and you're not you're not being able to fully commit to either, and you're still trying to do the cool guy talking like this, like, I don't really care, voice. And so it's like, well, if you're trying to be this ambitious, like, you can't try to be this ambitious and then try to sound detached. Like, that doesn't work that <laughs> right. way. You have to sound like you care about this.
0: That about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If this is your first episode, your first time joining us, All of our old episodes are on SoundCloud. Uh, That's soundcloud.com slash goingoffpodcast. Or on iTunes, just search Going Off Podcast. You could download all of our episodes, listen to them wherever you go. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, check us out on Patreon. And until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm
1: Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. And I'm not going to hold you. Shout out to Whole Foods.